Hey everyone, welcome back to The Pulse. Today we're going to talk about life with pets and what that looks like for us. Our pets help us with our schedule, staying active, and they can offer emotional support when we really need it most. What's not to love? This is part one of a two-part series. Today we'll start with our pets and the realities that we have had with our pets, from finding a vet in our area to building relationships. So you guys both have pets? Yes. Yep. What kind of, what kind of pets do you have? I have a dog. She's a Silky Bichon Shih Tzu Cross. Mm. And I have a gecko, a crested gecko specifically. What? That's so cool. And you are currently pup sitting for your sister. Yes. yes. So I got two puppers around right now. Um, it's awesome. And then I, I get to snuggle with a kitty when I go to my boyfriend's place. Oh, that's awesome. Erin, what about you? Currently, it is two cats. One is a tortoiseshell female, mm -hmm. and we have a domestic short-haired black cat, both of whom are rescues. One was from Oklahoma, and the other was through um, RAPS uh, here in Richmond. But previously, I've had a Bichon Poodle mix, as well as a couple of guinea pigs. Pretty sure I've always had some kind of animal uh, at either of my parents' places. Um, and then when I moved out of home, I moved in with someone who had two dogs. Then we got two cats. Then we found a rescue cat. And then we found another rescue cat. And it was like, okay, we have six animals. It might be time to consider stopping with the collection. <laughs> Do you guys sleep with your pets? Yes. Well, my dog anyway. <laughs> what about you, Erin? One of my cats likes to sleep with me, and the other one sleeps with my parents. Nice. Yeah, my cats always slept with me, too. I didn't mind. Yeah, when we had our dog, he would go between my parents and I. I'm not sure more about my sister, but I know she would often uh, shut the door so he wouldn't sleep with her. Yeah, I find I sleep way better when my dog is sleeping with me uh, versus like if I go somewhere and I can't bring her with me where I'm staying overnight, I don't sleep as well. You know, I think for people with autism, it, we have a difficult time, not always, but some uh, a large part of us have a, a difficult time building social relationships with people. Whereas when you have an animal and it's just unconditional love, you know, it's a much easier, less pressure social situation, right? Yeah, definitely. It's, I, I always found it great, like how if I didn't have anybody I could really talk to, my dog was always there. And uh, we've had a few dogs throughout my life and a couple of cats and they were always there if I didn't have anybody else and you could always just like talk at them with no fear of judgment and if you got sad they just come and snuggle into you and they're like it's okay I got you so it, it was always really nice to have that feeling of support right there all the time so I like having animals around because even though they're being themselves, sometimes they are with their their different kind of personalities and such, they can be rather goofy. Mm -hmm. Either it's just in terms of their behavior or something that they do. It's honestly rarely ever a dull moment at home because of them, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, my sister's little guy that I'm watching is so funny. Uh, he gets so excited when she comes to pick him up. Like when she first started leaving him, it was kind of like when parents start leaving their kids at like preschool or kindergarten or whatever and he was like no don't go and now he started realizing that she'll be back but 
it's so funny every time she comes back still like start jumping up on her and he starts like hyperventilating because he's so excited it's the cutest thing it's just so cute yeah they make you feel so loved because they always get so excited when you come home and yeah they're always the first one there to greet you and they just make you feel so loved and so special unless it's a cat <laughs> unless it's a get, cat they used to get so mad at me when i would go away for some time they would ignore me when i got back like totally just ignore me <laughs> damn guys i'm sorry i have a life it doesn't revolve very, around you <laughs> they can be very silly and they have their own different ways of being sucky oh it's so true when they hey. want to get attention one cat she doesn't really like to lie on you but she likes to lie next to you and my mom often describes her like she's like a really nice armrest <laughs> and the other one dad was against getting a second cat at, at first my mom kind of just fell in love with his eyes and uh it was you know how, how it is right our cat he really likes to be with my dad even though my dad was the one most against getting him our, our cat comes up and he settles on my dad's lap like sometimes barely a minute passes before he does that that's sweet so most people will say do you like cats or dogs uh there are so many other domesticated animals uh that people have my uncle owns ferrets owned a number of ferrets and i've known at least two people who've owned rabbits I had some freshwater lobsters at one point. As a pet? Yeah, I found them much more interesting than fish. They were pretty cool. And like, if I would like sit by the glass and like talk to them, they would actually like come to the side of the glass and like look at me. It was, it was kind of neat. Um, and I had a friend at one point who had a I think she had a chinchilla. That was pretty cool. That was, she's the only person I've known to have one. Uh, it was really neat, like, because you give them like a sand bath instead of an actual bath. Oh. You're not supposed to put them in the water. Interesting. Uh, so uh, the different ways that, that you care for them was really interesting to learn. So that's another important point too, was pet care. Um, it's great having a pet. It's wonderful. It's fun. They're awesome. Such great energy. But then you have to think about things like they need exercise. They need the right food. You actually have to spend quality time with them. If you have a cat, there's going to be poop in your house every day that you have to throw out. Gross. You know, and there's things like grooming and when they're aging. Uh, and something really important is the, the vet care. You know, I don't have, or I didn't have a savings for my pets. So if one of them had to go to the vet suddenly, it was kind of like, oh crap, there goes that money that I had, you know, set aside for whatever for that month. So that's something else. And like, I don't know if you guys have heard of pet insurance. I actually found out about it about a year ago. Uh, I had to take my dog into the vet because she was getting some really bad ear infections mm -hmm. and they had a pamphlet on it. Um... And I think that's really cool because then the money's always there to take them to the vet. Mm -hmm. Whereas like, like you said, like all of the savings that I had set aside went towards getting her, her checkup and uh, dealing with her ear infection, which it would have been really cool to have pet insurance. <laughs> the last time I took her to the vet was several years before that and they didn't say anything about it then, but 
it just depends on what services that the vet uh, has, I guess. Mm -hmm. And what's covered under that insurance. So our vet Mm -hmm. told us not to get pet insurance. He said, just set aside some money every month. Because if something happens that's not covered, well, what did you spend all that money for insurance for, right? But at the same time, I totally see your point where if you have, you know, something that's good to go, that maybe, you know, they would work with you a little bit more. I don't know. Do you guys have good vets? Um, yeah. Yeah, the vet that I uh, started going to because I had to uh, switch from her original vet because it was much further away because mm-hmm. we moved since the last time I had taken her to the vet. So the new vet was like really great with her and she's like, my dog has really bad anxiety. <laughs> so it's really important to me that, that the vets are really good with that. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, her new vet is really great. I have to go to a different vet if I have to take my gecko in though because Mm -hmm. there's only three vets in the lower mainland that will actually see reptiles and the one closest to me is only in on mondays so (laughs) if something happens in between then there there is one animal hospital who like a 24 7 animal hospital who i found that will like look at him but they're not experts in reptiles so they're like so they can kind of tell me okay we think he's okay or no you should probably travel to the farther away vet who is in today or tomorrow and get him looked at now yeah but yeah reptile care is a lot harder when it comes to vets because there's so few that actually are knowledgeable about reptiles and even the ones who are just like they kind of know but they don't like super know Mm -hmm. a lot of places will turn you away if you have a reptile they won't even look at a reptile (laughs) so yeah Uh, i don't know it just depends on where you are yeah in places where reptiles are maybe a are maybe more widely owned they probably have more reptile vets but in places where they're less common pets <laughs> like the lower mainland it's really hard to find a vet um what about you Aaron? do you have a good vet uh there's a couple of vet doctors that we've been working with uh, a number of years um, but I think it's because it's the familiarity. They've been familiar with uh, the number of animals that we've had. Um, I think that definitely helps in terms of the people. So it's part of the long-time relationship. And so you guys are happy with your, you feel comfortable at your vet's office as a, as a person, as a, as a person caring for an animal, you feel comfortable there. Yeah. Um, Because I know that they have had their own pets and they share their own experiences with some things. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Amazing. So that's something else that, um, and maybe we can come back to this conversation because I feel like we actually have a lot more to cover. But um, what I want to talk about is uh, overall pet care and the logistics of the day-to-day living with a pet. Um, From deciding that you actually are ready for it to um, the end of life and grieving process. That does it for today's episode. Come back next week when we talk about surprising pet behavior, training, aging pets, and the grieving process. As always, if you have topics or ideas you'd like us to discuss, or if you want to be a guest on the show, send an email to voa at pacificautismfamily.com. We look forward to more of your great questions. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe.